Episode number two. Coming at you from St. Louis. Uh, we're coming from the backyard of my home. Uh, there'll be a little ambient noise for sure. We got some cicadas hanging out with us in the backyard. I hope you all enjoy cicadas. If you don't know what cicadas are or haven't been around them, they're pretty comforting. They kind of have this cool little groove. Um, so, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number two of Tell Me, the podcast. <laughs> Jazz hands. Do you have any gigantisms? Do you have any? I don't know. I don't. I, I feel like I don't know that much about the real world giants. I feel like I'm kind of interested in the mythical giants, like the race Colossus. of Colossus. Yeah, Colossus. You got the Colossi. Yeah. You got golems, which mm. are not like the kind of giants. They're kind of weird, clay, Frankenstein spirits. Yeah, or but they're whatever. still big. They're big though. That's the thing. That's why I give them giant status. What do you consider giant status? Um, Anything over seven? Honestly, and like over four hundred pounds or three hundred pounds or something. I'm only five ten, so yeah. Anything over seven <laughs> is probably like wow. Yeah. <laughs> and like, am I giant status? Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, honestly, six five to me—that's where you enter full giant status. All right, well, I'm not, there. You're there. Really? Yeah, yeah, you are. I'm there. That's that's when you you are a giant, actually. I'm a giant. Anything to me. Maybe one if you break six foot, your bar for gigantism is like seven and up. I'm like six five. Like that's very yeah, mine's tall. De- yeah, mine's definitely just at. You're, I would say seven three is where I would go. Seven, three. seven is cool. Seven one, seven two. Oh, so you're seven three? Yeah, you're. Yeah, that dude's a giant. Yeah, you're like you're taller than anybody I've ever seen. I knew this one kid, Kevin. Uh huh. In in middle school, he was seven feet tall. In middle school. In middle school, he was, and he was like three hundred. I remember he was huge. Too. He's three hundred. He was like three hundred pounds. He was a big boy. He was a lineman on the like, and then he went and played, but he blew out his knees. It's the knees. It's the knees it's with the, the knees. big guys. They just can't hang. Their knees give out. How come? Because it's a lot of weight. Yeah. To hold and a lot of structure to hold upright and in proper form and all that. Yeah. It's a lot for your body to do. You gotta have a strong core. You do gotta have a strong core. That's what it all comes back to mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Core. You're not working on your core strength. Yeah. Core strength's number one. Also, but imagine even being like a seven four. I'm not saying that crunches are an effective core workout, by the way. But imagine being a Seven four, dude, like doing crunches. Right. Like I can't even imagine. That's just so much weight to even be picking up with your like giant tall head on your giant tall neck. Yeah, it's a lot. That's crazy. It's when it, like when I was doing CrossFit every day, it was I would be in such competition with these people. I would be like, Yo, man, I'm gonna hang with you. Mm-hmm. I cause cause I can lift just as heavy as you, and I can run faster than you. I know I run a hundred faster than you, mm-hmm. or whatever. And then I'd get to it. And they'd be smoking me because they were 5'9", 5'10", 5'11", doing all these squats. And I'm like, my one squat to their four. You know what I mean? Like, I'm working. Yeah. But my, they're like, one, two, three, four, five. And I'm like, one, 
too. Because <laughs> I have a long way to go up and down and up and Yeah, down. but that's like when you see an ant and you're like, that mug is really going. Yeah, he you is know? moving. You like, see he bugs are be... so fast. Dude, like, think about their... Dude, that's such a great conversation. Like, bugs. Like, think about the speed. Like, a fly is flying. But does it have to do with their size? Because, you know when you see in a movie or something, like, a real, real huge giant like a james and the not a james and the giant peach yeah james and the giant peach or any other kind of situation what's the famous giant story jack and the beanstalk jack and the beanstalk it's like the giant is always like really slow and yeah. giant and yeah. really it's like feet move like yeah. so slow because i guess it's greater distance to yeah. traverse yeah so it's like there you can't actually do stuff faster if you are smaller in scale so that's why these people are that's probably why that guy was in the NBA. Whatever his shorty, right. Muggsy shorty Bo- Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> you know, yeah. he sounds like a gangster. Like from He is a gangster in the NBA. Alright. You couldn't He's hang with that gangster. guy. Oh. And he could dunk. No. So I could mean, Spud Webb. Spud Webb, I believe, was 5'4, an inch taller. whoop de doo right? But he won the dunk competition one year. What? Yeah, because they had to give it to him. He did a reverse dunk. That like from like ten feet from the line and ah. jumped and reverse dunked and like slammed it and everybody was like, "What?" That's dope. This dude's like five four. That's really. I'll never cool. forget that. I was a little kid. It was probably like the eight, like eighty eight or something like that. Oh. So a long time ago, man. And he just yeah. did this, and everybody was like, "What was that?" But also, I guess Prince was a great basketball Prince player. Prince was very good at Prince basketball. was a good basketball player, and I. I would not have thought that. One, because, you know... It was even on the Chappelle show. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's such a good They did good a skit bit. about it, and, I've like, Prince it. dunked and stuff. Yeah. And, the, like, all of that actually happened. Yes! <laughs> that was the... That was one of those Charlie... Mm-hmm. Charlie Murphy. Yeah, the Charlie Murphy sketches. Those yep. were so good! Fuck your couch! <laughs> <laughs> they were so good. Dave Chappelle is... Yeah. It's like a genius. new... I, I I mean, so much of the world, including America, think that these people are just this one thing. Uh-huh. So they were, like, blown away by Dave Chappelle's latest um, sketch that uh-huh. he did, like, his stand-up. But it wasn't really a stand-up. Um, and it's like, I get... I, I, I saw this coming with Dave. His entire... Like, people are got all weirded out some people on one side you know how everything's mm-hmm. divided now and yeah. some people on one side got all weirded out by him saying all this stuff and said he should have just stuck to his comedy and it's like that's there's the problem stick yeah. to comedy stick to dribbling a basketball stick and that and he was and he came out and did the show and probably everybody there was like whoa this is different but i'm this is why we're yeah this needs to be said all of this needs to be said. And it was just so cool to see it. But so many people were shocked by it. And it was like, he's, he's been talking... His show, yeah, his exactly. literal show, was talking about all these issues. Yeah. They're all jokes about... He was making jokes, but they were all, like, race-related issues mm-hmm. going on. Like, the, when he had the, the one show with the, uh, uh, the, the, race, the race election... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the, it was yeah. like it was the race draft. The race draft, <laughs> and they're like Tiger Woods. You go to the white people. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> like they were like, but it was so like, it's funny shit. But it's very, very smart. Yeah, and smart to use comedy to talk about those mm-hmm. kind of things with the really dark stuff, which 
I mean, racism is pretty freaking dark. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's like uh, it's dark as you get. You, you th- really the only way that you can touch those kind of things that people have this extreme visceral reaction to is with like comedy. And I feel like, I mean, I feel like that's so important that people protect and defend mm. comedy that can go to those kind of dark places and make a statement and isn't just like light fluff or just whatever it's like cool and everybody feels comfortable with comics saying. I'm like, you do yeah. have to be transgressive, you know? Yeah. You, yeah. Actually, you actually do. And um, like the ones, like Chappelle's show sketch that was about like the um, blind black KKK member. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, yeah. I don't know. That's so many and levels. And he didn't of know he was in the, yeah. No. And it's, uh-huh. it works on so many levels because it it's works just, on so many levels. Yeah. It's outlandish. It's like foul. It's vile. But also, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of true. Like, you get what he was saying. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And so he was, he's the goat for being able to do that on he's TV for so long. And then he's, I still haven't seen this special. I still need to watch oh it. Oh my God. We'll talk yeah. about it. Yeah. On here. Go watch it next yeah. week. And then next week we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It it's, it's really, it's unbelievable. I, I, the people were shocked. I was not, I was like, I get you, Dave. I feel you. I'm mm-hmm. with you. I understand that you were ready to do this. I did not expect it, mm-hmm. but when it happened, I wasn't shocked. I was like, I'm with, I feel you, Dave. I'm glad this happened, and I didn't laugh for 45 minutes. Yeah. I'm glad I went, oh, fuck, and just stopped doing whatever I was doing and just watched. Yeah. That's what I did. I mean, whether it's comedy or whether it's Listened, just... I should say. Yeah. Whether it's comedy or whether he's actually just, like, talking to people, you always listen to what Dave Chappelle has to say. Because yeah. <laughs> he is that commanding presence, and no matter what it is that he's doing, he just commands that attention and respect dude he had that new york city block party i think was it in new york city i i might be way off so people can fact check me if they want i think it's chicago or new york city one of those Mm -hmm. one of the two cities but the only two cities (laughs) one of the they're like the two biggest (laughs) yeah metropolitan cities Mm -hmm. um he threw a big i think it was it had to be new york because the roots were in there Mm-hmm. Um, and the roots are in Philly, so it had to be New York or something like that. But anyways, he threw a big block party, like, in the mid, no, early 2000s. It was, mm-hmm. like, 2002, 2003, something like that. I remember he threw a huge block party mm-hmm. and, like, shut down, like, all these streets. And the roots played. That's so cool. You know, Queen Latifah. Erica uh, Badu, was she there? Uh, probably Erica probably, Badu. Was, oh, I definitely. Yeah, I love her, too. I remember uh, what's her name was there Lauren Hill and yeah yeah it was a, it was a great performance there was so many cool people playing the Roots Beastie Boys it was just off the chain that sounds so cool you shut down like four blocks in New York or something like that it was cool man you got everybody together it was just all for the people mm-hmm. I think it was about when Obama got elected or something like that uh, I think it was the first year I'll have to look that up yeah that sounds so it was really cool, cool. yeah it was really really cool. I know. I wish people could do that again, but actually, yeah, we can't, we can't do, that do that right, right now. now. We can't do that right now. No, and and yeah, it's like you go out doing and, yeah if, doing it online is just not necessarily the same. Like trying to have an online music moment. I don't mean this in a derogatory way because I know no. you're doing that right now. Yeah, and it's working pretty good. Yeah, it but works. it's just it's not the same. It's though. not the same. No, I know that. 
like even even me watching Dave Matthews puts on Wednesday shows, mm-hmm. uh, and it's all of past concerts, and it's really cool to get to watch the band. But I find myself just going, and I'm watching, and I'm like, oh, I love this song, and I turn it off. Yeah. Even though I love that song, and I love it, but because I'm not there, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I know this isn't real, and this is just, or it's real. It was real at yeah. one point in life, but not anymore. And I kind of go, cool, yeah. And then I turned it off, and I love that band, and I love watching their shows. But it was like I felt almost like how we talked about on the first episode, the online fatigue. Yeah, I kind of just went. I don't want to watch like, them. It's so many options. Right you could watch this yeah. amazing moment in time, but it's like. There's also a million other amazing moments, moments in time that right are happening now. right now that yeah. are being broadcast for some reason. Yeah, that you could watch from the same online distance. Right. So that's ki- that's, that's kind of where I was at with that. Well, now people. I mean, it's unclear what's going to happen, but now that people have tried to start, or a lot of people have tried to start going out again and like reintegrating their lives and like doing right all that kind of stuff again. It's leading to this new phenomenon of the news stories of people just totally having these public meltdowns and freakouts yeah. with the with the mask with, with the mask the, it's a lot around the mask which is like the ultimate symbol it's kind of this. funny to me yeah well because if anybody knows like people in china chinese people in america <laughs> have been doing this for a really long time like and don't being they in live public like a really long time too a lot i don't know i think but i just the, know like in places where the like these kind of like little epidemics and things are like a real concern it it becomes like social practice to actually be out in public with a mask and it's not like a huge deal because you know i've seen people do this for a while (laughs) but just never the mass man not mandatory it's not mandatory to wear a mask in public it's not great in china it's, their, not, it's not better than ours, actually. The life expectancy? Yeah. I wouldn't think so, because it's like a really... According um, to 2017, 60, or 76 years in China. 78.5 in the U.S. 83.2 okay. in Italy, though. Italy's got it going hey, on. And it yeah. must be the two-hour work breaks. It might be that. Or it might be that delicious Mediterranean diet that they're eating. That's true, but I think it's the two-hour work breaks that they get, where they work four-hour days. Because <laughs> they That's go on lunch. Nice. And they go drink. Mm-hmm. And and eat and bond with each other as human beings, and Super then do their nice. business deals. Why doesn't Italy just go fully automated luxury communism? Why haven't they done that yet? They should, because that fits their lifestyle. Okay, like, I think they are on the verge of that. Yeah, I think they Let's are. See. I mean, they promote so much tourism in Italy. Yeah, it's like Walt Disney World everywhere. I mean, look I can't at these blame them. Cliffs. Look at this river. Yeah. Look at this beautiful go, mountain. Look at shoot. I would love to go and drink their little uh, Italian wines. It's unbelievable and all this and that. there. It's I've never been there, but it, you see pictures and you're like, wow, this place is. Yeah, but, I know. But we are. So is that also? Yes, it's, I'm sure it's beautiful. Anyway, beautiful. In is Italy. that perspective? Because we can find things in the United States that are as yeah. of equal beauty. Um, that we just haven't seen yet or that aren't publicized so. because we don't get that shoved down our face. It's always another country trying to come in and say, come to us. Um, I don't know. It could also just be the attitude. Like, because maybe the attitude in Italy is more about having that more leisurely community-based pace of living. Yeah. In America, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think people are taught to put their communities aside for their careers and for... Um, 
the goals of like making money, achieving these kind of success markers and like status symbols. I think that's more of like the focus of working in America versus like living yeah. in Italia. I yeah. Don't know. Here, I'd rather I mean, live than work the rest of my life. Yeah. I'd rather live my life than work the rest yeah, of my life. Yeah. I mean, this is what people comment on is like, you go through your whole life without having lived it. That sounds fucked up. Yeah. Like, it, it, it. I hate that culture of today in many areas of the world are you're a, a, a piece of shit, basically, mm-hmm. if you don't work 80 hours a week. Yeah. What's wrong with you? You're not working. And it's like, that's not living. No. When do you get to spend time with your family? When do you get to spend, do anything? Yeah. When do you get to settle down and breathe and focus on exactly. something? Just breathe. Yeah. That's a lot of hours to work. And I've done that before mm-hmm. and done that many times. I mean, touring is like that. You're 80 hours, you're on the road all day, you're working all day. But it's to be in a, a job stuck. You know what I'm saying? Like in an office or something. And you yeah. need to put in 80 hours to make your whatever. to yeah. get. And it's like, really? Why? Why? And it's like, do you... For what? Yeah, exactly. Do you do the work so that you can breathe and so that you can spend time with your family and do all those other kind of things? Yeah. Uh, not if it's taking precedence over all these other areas of your right. life. Which it's is right. what it does. It's like you can be a provider... And I guarantee you that lasts about five, five to seven years in your marriage mm-hmm. or, or relationship or whatever if you got all the money mm-hmm. until you see it all crumble apart because you're not there to love and support. Yeah. And it, you're and just working. You're just a robot. That's show up for a relationship in the first place, mm-hmm. you know. If, like, somebody really just wants a freaking, like, someone to fund their lifestyle, you could do that any number of ways, right. you know. You just get a sugar daddy, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need all that. Yep. I don't know. You and you want to think that like people are still together just because they want to spend time with each other and because it's making them happy to be together. Yeah. Not like they have this and that responsibility and they've had these goals that they started to work towards and now they're on a timeline now they got mm. da, 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 da. and mm-hmm. it's like basically that kind of attitude taints every human relationship. <laughs> yeah. Which, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe this is being overly negative about the culture in like America. Hard work is not yeah. bad. Yeah, it's not. I'm saying being tied to a I like that Americans a, a company or something where you have to do this, otherwise you don't get your paycheck that you need to support yeah. your family and support and pay your bills and blah 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 blah. Like that kind of atmosphere to be in is just like, and a lot of people are in that atmosphere mm-hmm. in their life, and they're so angry that if they look at you and you have some money but you don't work 80 hours a week or you're Mm -hmm. you might work 10 hours a week because you figured some shit out and you could just make some money yeah they hate on those people but it's like "Eh, i can't hate you can't hate you can't i don't hate hate you because you work 80 i don't hate him because he only works four yeah like it's just it is what it is but that's kind of the deal is like for some reason i don't know for a couple reasons People don't get towards that, like, passive income for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, it's so that's hard. Secret. That's what, like, frees up your life to, yeah. for you to live it. Passive income is absolutely the key to, like, freedom. Is in quotes. Freedom and, like, uh, 
American capitalism. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can go do this. We can go to Walt yeah. Disney World. We can go to here. We can go on a little family vacation. Mm-hmm. We can go. That's that's freedom in quotes. Yeah. yeah. But even like the top freaking one percent of society, a lot of them don't even have a situation for themselves or an attitude where they like just happily collect passive income. The a lot majority. of them are also freaking workaholics who are consumed with like yeah. the risk of these new ventures and pour, getting making the money and then pouring it into yeah. new things and like I got a hundred grand, I'll dump it into this, see what happens. Yeah. It's like uh, they're not like they're not like enjoying this zen, peaceful, chilled no, 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 out. No, no. They're not chilled out. No. They're always on their phones. Yeah. They're, they're always doing crazy, some sort of deal constantly. With the kids running around, mm-hmm. the wife's there. Yeah, it's like they ha- you got you have and the then money. He's at that busy point. on the yeah. phone doing shit because he's trying to get that next whatever. Da, 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 da. You do get addicted to that shit. I used to follow this guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, who's really uh, smart, mm-hmm. ind- independent entrepreneur, made his own millions. Um, but like at some at some point, you're like, all right. I get your drive, mm-hmm. but some of it you contradict yourself and it's a little unrealistic for most people. Yeah, exactly. Like the thing you're preaching about. You can go do it, go sell stuff on e-. No, it's not that easy. If it was that easy, everybody would just go, oh, that's yeah. all I need to do? <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is kind of the thing. It's like, if it was that easy, everybody would be on that same yeah. thing. Like if that was it. There, then it would be communism. Everybody would yeah, be able exactly. to get their yeah, own yeah, yeah, little yeah. bit of everything yeah. and they'd all or have their like, equal amounts of whatever. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's, it doesn't actually necessarily work that way. No, it doesn't. And a lot of people don't even know, first of all, that even if you have access to this stuff where it's like, rise in the morning at 6 a.m. and just grind and then grind. just da, 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 And like, it's not, it, like you said, it's not relatable to people who are, like, living in a small town, working, like, yeah. 40 plus hours a week at McDonald's. Like, that's not... It's not the that same. That next step is not there. Right. So it's like, it's then I, I, a lot of people just start thinking, this shit is a joke. It's fake. These rich thieves are just stealing all of our fucking money, and that's yeah. how it's going. Yeah. And it, it's not the case, know. really. They're just no. getting their own, and you got Yeah, it. and it's I mean, like, like, a lot of them are just, like, some people are just, I'm I'm not saying that rich people are rich because they're smarter than the rest of the population. No, no, no. But some people are just clever enough to realize that there are, like, clever certain, is the right word. like, kind of loopholes and things that mm-hmm. you can do that end up saving you money, making you money. Yeah. For less effort and just for like a little bit more. Yeah. Um, There's people that have that mentality. Yeah. They wake up in the morning with it and figure out how to do that. Yeah. Oh, that was that was easy, dude. That's yeah. all you had to do was this, this, and this, and yeah. then all of a sudden you have. And they're not necessarily hard workers, you know. No, they're lazy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> but they've designed their lives so that they can do that. Yeah. And still make exponentially more and money. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> good for them. I hate. No, I know. <laughs> Never. I hope I could do that. I hope I get clever and figure out some shit. <laughs> yeah. For real. Come on. Everybody could benefit from a little bit of that. Yeah, everyone. Everyone. Do your own thing. I was actually talking to M earlier today about uh, I felt they should, they need to create schools so that, like, you come out and we kind of analyze your skills as you yeah. go, like kindergarten and first grade and see where you're developing. And mm-hmm. then, you know, as you get a little older, they're, wow, they're really good at this. 
they really seem to like doing this. Let's put them in a school that teaches them how to do this and make them excel at this. Mm-hmm. That would be so cool if schools like that existed. I know. I Everywhere. Mean, that's what I always Like wanted. individualized trade skill schools or something yeah. like that. If this kid sang a perfect C and had this immaculate, beautiful voice, you know, and just got through puberty and is still able to sing, boom, send yeah. him to a college that does this, this, and this. I think and we they, just send all of our people like that. I think we just now try to, like, get people to more or less learn the same things yeah. and measure up to the same standard. And not maybe everybody learns do, the same. And maybe not it's because we have all this standardized testing and these entrance exams for universities yeah. and, like, it's all the same shit. Yes. When really people should be having their aptitudes assessed and their, you know, passions assessed, That's their skill set, and then they should be making decisions based off that versus, Boom. like, kind of trying to find your own passion yeah. where life takes you. and like, Yep. How many kids do you see know. come out of college with their degree that have no clue where they're yeah, going to go? Yeah, and they're like, oh, time to start from square freaking one. Yeah, no clue where to go. They're not every kid is lucky and gets that $75,000, $80,000 entry-level job. Mm-mm. No. Uh, m- most of them. And most of them do not. Do not. I've heard. Yes. Yeah, especially lately. You got all these... I mean, this is not necessarily lately. It's been the story of the entire last decade of the 2010s that, like, these people had these degrees that used to be the doorway to success and getting these higher-paying jobs. Yep. And then they ended up working... They were managing Starbuckses. Yeah. Which nothing is wrong not, with nothing story, wrong with Starbuckses. that. But you devoted you, you part need, of your yeah. life to get to a different location. Exactly. And they stuck you in Starbucks. Yes. And you're like, oh... I, but that, I mean, such is life, like life throws you curveballs and all of a sudden you were this way and now you're going that way. But it's like, it's so crazy of a money pit to be able to Mm -hmm. be like, give us all your money. If you study this, then you can go do this. But no, we're just kidding. You're going to go do this now. But all of higher education became (laughs) a scam nation. Yeah. That's what it did. It's a scam, right? Yeah, it is. It's all about money. Bottom line, I mean, even these now the kid. I'm so happy NCAA athletes are now going to get paid with sponsorships and stuff like that. Good, yeah, because that was, yeah, these kids are filling arenas, yeah, and and there was they're making millions about that in the day, and these kids aren't getting any money, or or when they do get money, they get in trouble and they get kicked off the team, yeah. And that's ridiculous. And that's ridiculous. Do you remember that South Park episode about it a long time ago? I was, love South was, Park, it was and about I don't the, remember it. It was about the Crack Baby Athletic League, where, like, <laughs> you know, Cartman, Kyle, everybody had decided that they were like, oh, we have these Crack Babies, and they'll chase this ball of crack around. And then people want to pay to watch these Crack Babies oh on the court. Oh, my God. And then they it's were like, so wrong on every level. Yeah, and they were like, um, wow, we're making a lot of money off this. How do we find out how not to pay them? Oh and my then God. Cartman dresses up as a plantation owner and visits oh. um, co- like the University of Colorado and is like, now how do you get around not paying your um, student athletes, as you call them? Yeah. Because the colleges are making so much money off of them to begin with, Mil- you know? Millions and millions. And it's crazy. So and they, and then they get, in the, what, what happened? NCAA got in trouble with like uh, uh, the football video game or something like that. Oh, and, yeah. and they kicked that video game out because they were using people that looked like the actual players and their real numbers. And they were like, ha, 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 we're going to sell this game uh, for fifty nine ninety nine. And the kid, then these college kids were like playing the damn game and seeing themselves in the game going, yeah, that's me. 
That is so messed I'm up. I'm in the game. That's my number. That's my face. It looks yeah. like me. Didn't see a cent. Didn't see a cent from that. Didn't even freaking know. That's crazy. Yeah. Ugh. That looks like me. That's my number. Yeah. That's messed up. I'd be so mad. But I'm glad they, they passed that now. Yeah, so good. So it's like, good. Give these, give these kids the money they deserve for filling those arenas and... <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Allegedly, but the the education is just rewarding. Yeah, reward. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not really. They're not really getting. Not it. if your not, science credit is. Most of them yeah. are not really getting an education. No. Somebody's doing their homework for them. There's been multiple schools yes. that got in trouble for it. Yes. And that it, they didn't get trouble like, oh, this happened once. It's been going on for years. Yes. They just got caught finally. That's all. Yeah. And even if it's not as blatant as that, it's like, you know, professors being asked to look the other way for like absences yeah. or tardies Oh, he or couldn't whatever. be there the last month. Oh, it's all good. He's on, you know, he's the captain or the, the starter. Yeah. You know, they let it go. And I, I, I mean, I'm an athlete, and I love playing sports, and mm-hmm. I grew up with a lot of athletes' friends. But it's like, yeah, you, you get you get a little hall pass. You do. You do. You on do. A lot of it things. is known. It is known. And then I don't know. It's just like the same way that it's the system of exchanging dollars for whatever has like dollars for time. Dollars for time. Dollars are freaking everything, though. It's like it's tainted relationships. It's made people give money precedent over these other areas of their lives so that they're allegedly earning the mm. money in order to enjoy you know it's and it's also tainted the things that are supposed to be sacred like higher education and it's just a mess messed up backwards way of thinking about the things that we're supposed to be doing like we're supposed to be gaining knowledge knowledge at the university key. level yeah. expertise you know it's supposed to be a good wholesome thing mm-hmm. you know people are supposed to be um I guess, you know, allegedly slightly fulfilled in their careers. They're supposed to be able to live from the work that they do. Right. And they're supposed to, they're not, you're not supposed to hate and loathe the work that you do, really. Right. But it's... There's, it's there's times where, it's, where you want to strangle it. Yeah. But you still love the work you do. Yeah. That's totally sure. fine. That's totally normal. That's yeah, no, human being. That's like getting in an argument with your best friend or something. Exactly. And you want to just punch him in the face, but you're like, I'm not going to punch him in the face and I love you. So, yeah. But, but you made me angry. So, but to allow that. all of those things, like your friendships and your um, career, your job, your work, whatever it is that you do in life, to be defined by money, ultimately. Yeah. Like time is money. Like Time is money. That's a ridiculous way it to live, ridiculous. I feel. Because we're, we're taking real resources, which actually exist and are available to us. Like, we all have time and we get to decide how we get to spend it and things. Mm-hmm. We all have, like, friends. Hopefully, if you're out there, you don't have any friends. If you got I'm friends, sorry. cool. If you don't have any friends, we'll be your friend. Exactly. You can, Literally. You can write us an email and, I, and we will write you back. Yeah. You can write a message on our Instagram account, the Tell Me Podcast, if you guys haven't added us and you listened, because I know some people have listened that haven't added us on our new Yeah, and Instagram if you want to be account. friends, go ahead, add us. Yep. Write a comment. Write a comment. Get a reply. I just posted some new content too, letting everybody know that we were, this episode is definitely better than the content I posted today. Definitely okay, better. Yeah, it was a, um, a singer. Uh-huh. who was in a pageant oh, maybe a pageant? decade ago. Yeah, oh. and she can't sing. Now, don't talk about Vanessa Williams like that. No, 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 not Vanessa Williams. <laughs> <laughs> you 
go and save the best for last. Isn't that Vanessa Williams? Yeah. Yes, I actually love Vanessa Williams. She's a badass. Yeah. She's the really cool. I think it was really messed up what they did to her. Just because she had some nudes, that, some tasteful nudes that were taken before her and reign. Then, and then they, like, And then they fucking leech them. Yeah. And then they, whatever. That ruined her career, really. Yeah, for a minute. But they couldn't keep the first Miss Black America, Black nope. Miss America down. No. Not Miss Black America, Miss America, who happened to be the first Black Miss Black, America. Yep. But she was dethroned. 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 BS. It was BS. That is I mean, BS. that wouldn't have happened today, I don't no, think. No, it wouldn't have happened today. I'm Back sorry then, though, it was... Uh, uh, it was bad. I don't know. It was bad. It's, it, it, She's yeah. gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, that goes without saying. I had, a, but I had a crush on Tyra Banks when I was a kid. Yeah, Tyra she's Banks really was, cute. That was they actually they actually do have a similar look with like the yeah a little bit the cheekbones cheekbones the really bright light eyes mm-hmm. that was like also Tyra's and just she's hot. The, what does she do she's now? Like top model now or something? I don't like think that? she's on top model anymore. I think now she's just living her life for the most. She part. should. I would if I were her. I'd yeah. just be like, I'm done. Everybody leave me Shout alone. Shout out to Tyra Banks. She was. Doing the most on America's Netflix Top Model. Yeah. One of my sister's favorite shows of all time. All shout right. Out, shout out Maggie Hughes. Anyway, I don't know. Back to the time is money debacle. It's like, it's weird because we're using real resources, the most valuable things that we have, and then attaching to them to this other thing, which is a social construct, which mm. is ephemeral. It's mm. banknotes, soon to be no longer banknotes and all electronic currency. Right. In which case... A lot of the publication, uh, the public is going to be fucked. Yes. You know, if you're homeless, yeah. Are you going to have a bank account that somebody can transfer electronic credits to you? Well, no. No. Well, I have a feeling though, like it's not just going to roll out in like two weeks. No. It's, it's going to go over time. So eventually, yes. I truly saw it coming. Um, I had a a friend who was on the inside and he was talking to me about um, certain like cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. that I should look into and he said these are the ones that are going to rise and he said I guarantee you pretty soon there's going to be no more money and he said this about five years ago and I was like really and he was like yeah I mean, I'm meeting all these new people and they're all talking about the stuff that's going on he's, he's meeting the new people he's meeting are multi-millionaire billionaire uh-huh. type people and um, and we're going on discussions talking about it and he's like there's gonna be no more money man I'm telling you so you like get ready like four or five weeks later I think Tiesto one of the big dance DJs, DJs like signed a contract, before. one of the biggest in the industry, uh-huh. using Bitcoin. Are you kidding me? Yes. That's crazy. Not, not kidding you. That yeah. is freaking crazy. I, I don't know if it's Tiesta. It's one of the top DJs, though. When mm-hmm. I heard the name, I was like, oh. And he signed a contract in Bitcoin. That is freaking crazy. Anyway, DJ Tiesto's got some good songs. Traffic. That's a real rave banger right there. But that's really surprising to hear. <laughs> yeah, I was it. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. 
but there's definitely a DJ, and he got his like it was he did a deal like a record deal, mm-hmm. and they paid him in crypto. Well, I feel like even non-crypto is basically turning into cryptocurrency. It's just the cryptocurrency called the U.S. dollar, because <laughs> all currencies are kind of like you know. It's just made up stuff at the end of the day. And right. It's like... It's abs... Yeah, so he was talking about all the blockchain stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he was like, yeah, the blockchain is going to take over everything and that's where all the information like, is no. and all that. They're selling information is what it is. Yeah. So they're selling bits of information for money. And that little bit of information, you go mining for these things. Mm-hmm. So digital mining, like this, not really like digging into the earth. Now we're mining inside information. Yeah, I mean that's how Facebook. This is a scary. It's thing crazy. About all these things. Like, yeah, any, that's how they make the real money. Is like by selling the data to anything you anybody, write. You could write anybody. fart on Facebook, and they have that data now. Yeah, literally. And they're like, oh yeah, Chris Nathan said fart. Yeah, we and know. Then they're he like, did. who wants? Who's who's paying for who's this? Paying for <laughs> who's paying for this? <laughs> Chris Nathan's I want to know because I want in. I want yeah. like 10% because it's, it's worth the least. It's worth the least. Yeah. 100,000? We're paid dirt, you know? Nobody's paid for the data that they are mined for. No. It's like, this is just part of the arrangement of getting to use stuff like Facebook or Instagram for free. Right. And everyone's like, isn't it so great using these social media things? It's like, well, the yeah. reason it's free is because they're making all of this money selling your info to any government anywhere in the world that actually ultimately wants this and it and it monopolizes artists and yeah. people who need social media to keep their businesses going mm-hmm. um, because the majority of people would not be able to find their shops just if I had my website the Chris Nathan and I'm trying to reach a demographic that mm-hmm. has never heard my music or know who I am they're never going to see thechrisnathan.com and ever go to my shop well, even if you're not a creative individual and you're having that presence so that you can actually meet that freaking quota or whatever yeah. for your career, it's like if you're just a normal person living life and you're on one app like Tinder or something and somebody's like, oh, what's your social medias? And you don't have them, it's like... Oh, yeah, you're an outcast. You're not a real person. Yeah, you're like, oh, I don't trust <laughs> you. You, know, you can't uh-uh. be... What, what do they have to hide? Yeah. That's what people are thinking all of a sudden. And it's, it's like, just like... Well, who said that the norm should be that everybody willingly broadcasts an endless stream of personal data to the entire world? I know a few people like that. It's annoying. I had to stop. Yeah. I had to stop following. I was like, I'm yeah. your friend, but like... I know. You're streaming your whole life. Like... It's, it's annoying. It's, and it's, also like... That's too much. It's, it's just like giving this power to like random people who... You don't know. You don't know who's looking at your stuff. You don't know who's data mining you. Not just the companies. You know the companies are taking all of your right. data and selling it for whatever price. You yeah. know, a lot of fucking money. And you're not seeing a cent. Yeah. But also, like, you don't know who's like stalking your profiles and shit. You don't know what tweet that you've written that becomes somebody's new like dinner party joke because yeah. You know, it's like, don't you have to keep your cards a little bit closer to your chest than yeah. all that? Absolutely. Yeah. And the evil eye. People don't know about the evil eye. The evil eye. What about eye. people who are seeing your? Um, this is what the Kardashians learned when they got fucking robbed or whatever. Yeah. You're broadcasting your luxurious lifestyle all the time. Somebody's yeah. gonna see it and be like, "Oh, they're in this city. Oh, they have this much thing money. Yeah. You know, they have these jewels." Let's hit them up. Yeah, we're gonna move on them tonight. It's like, don't do all that. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah. I know where they'll be guards. hanging. They'll be hanging yeah. where the rich people hang. Yeah. Okay, let's. Um, let's go see. For, you could pay for a security detail, or you could just not broadcast the vital information of your life right. in the first place. There's, yeah, That's there's so many things. kind of security. Yeah, that, when that happened, that was weird. Kardashian show. That, that made... 
Well, no, actually, that didn't start it. No. There was a movie, I believe, called... The Bling Ring? Joe. Joe. <laughs> Something like that. What was it about? And it was about a girl. It was when the internet just started. And it was uh-huh. a girl that sees a picture. Or no, this guy named Joe videos his entire life. Uh-huh. And that was like the, the... It made like news phenomena in the movie. And everybody mm-hmm. was following this... I think it was called Joe. Maybe. But it sounds kind of like a mixture of like... Like the Truman Show and like a freaking online cyberbullying drama. Like the one Miley Cyrus was in. What was that one called? I'll never remember. LOL. OMG. It was called something Miley like Cyrus? She was in like a little uh, drama comedy. No, it was, it was like a thriller drama about like online cyberbullying or something. I think at some point. You go ahead, edit that out. Because I didn't remember what I thought I was going to remember. Because that was like... <laughs> actually, that's a, actually a pretty good one. <laughs> I like that. I don't want to... All right. Yeah, what is that movie? I, I'm going to have to figure it out because I can't find it. I think it was called Joe. Okay. And, like, the guy films his entire life. And That's, like, vloggers nowadays. Like, live. Yeah. And he's, like, video... It's a live he, stream? He, yeah. No, he wasn't live streaming. He was recording it, and then uh-huh. he would post it to this page or whatever, mm-hmm. and everybody was flipping out. And then he was, like, the heartthrob of, mm-hmm. like, New York City or whatever oh. the city was. And everybody was... Then people... He was, like, a celebrity. Uh-huh. He turned into a celebrity. People were following him around. Oh, there's the guy. And everybody's like, what? That's the guy that's on the, that yeah. thing or but whatever. that's for real, though. Like, if And now it happened. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's literally, I don't know, predictive programming. Ooh. This little conspiracy. conspiracy I love thing. that conspiracy, though, because it, it comes true so many times. Yeah, people used to it's say so about weird. The Simpsons, about yeah. The Simpsons predicting everything that would ever it's happen. It's so weird how it does. And yeah. even, like, uh, Back to the Future almost predicted the Cubs to win the World Series. <laughs> and then uh, the hovercrafts. Yeah. All that stuff. Well, I think... We have one now. Yeah. There's real hovercrafts. In the realm of, like, popular culture and stuff, like these ideas kind of emerge first before they're a reality. And I don't know if it's always like predictive programming, like the government. No, it manifesto. Here. Yeah. I think it, I think it does manifest. Yeah. You just, you just manifest things into the universe and yeah. eventually somebody will create it. Yeah. And with the Simpsons, it's like, it's already a satire of like what, um, American culture is like to begin with. Yeah. So then it's like, it, yeah, sometimes they just get it a little too right. You know, they cha- they're changing the names of what Otto. The bus man oh, and like they're changing I, all the names. I just heard that the um, voice actor for Apu is not coming not, back because he's like he was he. I don't. Or know I if, think they might be using actual. Well, like he was voiced by like a, a person of color, but I don't know if he was actually Indian Apu. Like yeah, the yeah. obviously who owned. But the I, I think I remember somebody in an article they were saying they were gonna take away those characters or they're gonna change their names or they're gonna. I can't remember what it was. The Simpsons was not necessarily... um, I don't think The Simpsons was ever deliberately offensive with their I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it was just real. Yeah. I think that show and Roseanne were the two realest shows on television. Yeah. Back in the day. I don't know if you've ever seen Roseanne episodes. I haven't seen a lot of Roseanne. Okay. So if you just go watch those episodes, that really is like a... Uh, a 45 to 50 hour work mm-hmm. work week parents trying to raise their kids and make shit happen and they don't have a lot of money 
and they're just getting by. Mm -hmm. That show was so honest. There were some arguments in that show that were like real. Like Roseanne and, and John Goodman like fighting with each other, bickering about bills and stuff and it made you go whoa that's like real arguments those are like real life things that happen to people it's kind of freaky actually and it was like yeah i remember watching some episodes you're almost tearing up like you're like wow that was deep and those were those were like on television it's really shocking when you see something authentic yeah being represented that's why I was on the air for 20 years or whatever it was. It was one That's of the longest r- running sitcoms yeah, behind Seinfeld. Because usually everything that you Frasier. see on TV is like aspirational in one way or another. It's like for something to be a not sugar-coated yeah. version of reality, it's crazy. It was cool to watch that. Definitely really cool to watch those, well, watch those shows growing up. Roseanne, I know they brought it back and then Roseanne got super mega canceled and then they took it right she off the She did air. some weird stuff that she shouldn't have done. Yeah. Her friends backed her. Her friends backed her and knew her. I mean, I think that, again... You know, pulling out the cookies that were burnt. uh Uh-huh. But it was a satire magazine, so it was brought out of context. Uh Uh-huh. But that still is a little, like, eh. This is the thing. She is Jewish. Yeah. And she's also a comedian, and this is the thing. It's like, I guess sometimes comedians don't know when to reel it in, because to have that kind of comedy that is slightly edgy, that is... um, She was always trying to push the bar. Yeah, it's you're pushing the bar. Roseanne pushed the button. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she, I guess, doesn't appreciate any of those kind of things because she maybe interprets them as a form of censorship. And unfortunately, whether or not people actually believe these kind of things or really want to, if they really, in their rational mind, want to like double down on using a particular slur or a particular joke that doesn't land for whatever reason, it's like right. um, maybe they don't actually really want to you know, dig their heels into the ground, like do that. But it feels like a personal attack. And if you have the kind of mind of like a comic that likes to be an edgy bastard, it makes you double down and just double do it harder. Down. Yeah, you know? we're going hard. You make it worse for yourself doing that. But you do, you do. I think that's what really happened there, unfortunately. Yeah, she just was trying to go hard and went a little too hard. I Dribbled know. in the paint, got a technical foul. And, yeah, yeah. She's, now it's yeah, it's just different. Because, I don't know. I don't want to sound really foolish, but I feel like this generation doesn't appreciate comedy or jokes. I Um, feel like the 20-somethings and younger do not have the same I would like to see that trend. Yeah, we'll find out over the years, that trend. Because comedy was huge. Yeah. Like, you could, some comedians could sell out amphitheaters. Yeah. And it was so irreverent. Like, and everybody knows that comedy is jokes. Yeah. It's for laughs. It's not meant to be taken seriously. Never. I don't think that pe- people take comedy seriously, but it's just somebody up there trying to say outlandish stuff to shock people into laughing. Laughing. Just getting you going. People don't appreciate it anymore. People don't understand. And not only do they not appreciate it or not think it's funny, but people have a real problem with, like, comedians making jokes that they consider to be really offensive or hurtful and it's like well even if that's not your style of comedy it's like I feel like you can't just invalidate it and say that these people are just expression it's just expression and yeah it's expression and, and you comedy. could either go eh, I don't want to listen to that guy I don't like yeah. him and that's all it's art yeah and it's comedy. like they don't need to listen to mu- certain person's music I don't no, I don't, don't like that and but so I'm gonna listen to this but with art and music I feel this. like people are usually not making 
art and music. Maybe they're maybe they are making it about a really dark, really real place, but yeah. it's not doing it in in the way of comedy where it's taking something dark, heavy, real, whatever, and yeah. making it light. Yeah. And making it funny. Making fun of it. But that's the genius of it, is it because it enables you to laugh about those things rather than being burdened by them. It's a liberatory thing. And, and your best friends, who do you make fun of the most? Um, People them, that you love. Yeah, they get roasted constantly. Roast, just roast you know? them all day. And I hope they do the same to me, and I love yeah. when they do. Yeah, Literally. me and my buddy Al, I go back home, my best friend, I it, it from the second I walk up to the door, it's, what's up, fucker? Mm -hmm. Then immediately into smoke this, drink this, and then you're a piece of shit. Where have mm -hmm. you been? Mm -hmm. Or like, and then just digging at each other. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? Oh, you dumb. What is, you know, nice. just, just back and forth at each other. Just, you know, ooh, just saying stupid stuff yeah. to each other. And honestly, but th at the end of the day, that just means, dude, I love you. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's just literally intimacy, you know? That's all so, it is. But that's the thing. Even for, like, comics like Lisa Lampanelli, you know? Yeah. Familiar with her? Like, yeah. Because to just get up there and be like, yeah, what's up, black guy? Oh, we got a Hispanic guy over here. Yeah, oh yeah. my God. Oh, she like, goes right off. She goes right off. And I would not ever repeat any of the jokes no, that she's No, she says really bad things. Uh, yeah. But literally, it is a form of intimacy because these are the things that you don't say to people that you don't know that Because well. if you look on the stage, even when, like during roasts, yeah. when she's on roasts, if you look at the stage and see everybody on that stage, they're all dying. Yeah. They're laughing with her. They're like, oh my God, it's this is, she's so crazy. You don't go there to that offensive place that's based on stereotypes or any of that kind of thing with strangers ever. Right. That's, that's like a real act of aggression. For her to just right. get up there and then do that to everyone in the audience, somehow it brings everybody into this yeah. awkward but kind of yeah. hilarious moment This together. is so wrong. I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, first, it's kind of, I can't believe she's doing this right now. Yeah. Oh my God, but... Also, it's like, well, oh, you're laughing, you're next, yeah. you know? It's, and I don't, that is the kind of humor that is just completely out of fashion. Yeah. It's, con it's gone completely out of style in terms of, like, <sighs> what is the acceptable bar? Don yeah. Rickles is another genius who kind of did that, yeah, but he, was. he didn't go, he doesn't go as far as, like, but Lisa, I love Lisa Sam Kennison. Like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I don't really know him. Oh, he would just go off. Sam Kinison, his timing was brilliant. So if you watch him, he screams at the top of his lungs. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's all red in his face. And then he goes back to talking. <laughs> and then immediately switches, like, <laughs> schizophrenia, like, switches into... That's kind of scary. <laughs> and he started screaming on stage, and that just made everybody, like, just die. Because he'll just be sweet. talking like me. And he just flips out out of nowhere. That's good. He, he was awesome. Sam Kennison is one of the best comics ever. I, uh, that's my opinion, mm -hmm. but that's also many, 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 many other comics, like yeah. professional comics opinion, too. He Dang, was I can't incredible. believe I don't know him. He's like Richard Pryor level. Yes. He is like genius. the echelon of comedy. Sam Kennison was amazing. Um, I, always, I always thought... Like back to the greats, like Rodney mm -hmm. Dangerfield mm -hmm. was always pushing the bar a little bit too. He had like quirky jokes. He had the best. He invented dad jokes. Mm -hmm. Rod Rodney so. Dangerfield. He invented dad jokes because he was the, one of the first like comedy family people. 
like um, uh, he started doing movies okay. for like kids. Like yeah. uh, he had a, a, a soccer movie called Ladybugs, mm-hmm. and he was the coach. So he had all these little, little quirky like innuendo jokes mm-hmm. that were funny, oh. but it, the kids never got them, and the parents would be <laughs> yeah. like that kind of stuff. <laughs> and like, he was always so he was always pushing the bar. Like yeah. nobody was doing that. That's on that level, true. and you know what? So that you're hearing like, dirty stuff on yeah. a kids' movie, and you're like, "Oh, this is this is funny." I mean, <laughs> in the 2000s, I feel like that was kind of a standard for every kids' movie. And then, well, this was the 80s, late yeah. 80s, early 90s. So, but he was like kind of pioneering that. And yeah. I guess in the in the sense that a dad joke is also qualified by nobody enjoying it more than the dad right. who's telling it. Right. That's that's right on. Yeah. Because, cool. I mean, like, you don't with with Rodney Dangerfield, you, he's so just outlandish, and his eyes would just bulge out of his head, and it, he would just be so outlandish that you would just laugh. Mm-hmm. But it, you, it was like a dad joke. It was so corny, but they were so precise and on point, and the timing of it was just like perfect. Yeah, and you would just <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> That's how he was. But he broke into that like um, mainstream level of. Oh yeah, he was super famous. Yeah. See, most of the comics that, like, actually make it in terms of, like, movies, TV, whatever, like, and make it into the mega millionaire status. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. Um, I don't understand why they're popular. Like, I don't understand their comedy. Is it just simply because it's more or less clean comedy, unoffensive stuff? Because specifically with, like, Jerry Seinfeld, I, I just don't get it. Like, I maybe he's, like, a funny guy in person, but... His sketches. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. In I terms love of his actual stand-up, I've never understood it. It's just to me very, very surface level. Um, yeah, like it's observational it's, comedy. Like people on their phones. Hey, what's up, guy? Like. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you tell a dirty it's joke? It's old school though. It's kind of like an old school approach. Yeah. It. It is. It's He's more very, of like a '50s guy. Yeah, it's different. It's different, but you know what? The guy could sell out Madison Square Garden. Oh, for sure. So. Oh, for sure. Like he was doing it. something right. Yeah. Oh, obviously. And I can't. But his show, I, I agree. Is, his though. show was better than the stand-ups. Uh, yeah. I feel he had a good show. He had a really good sitcom. But the yeah. thing is, the, the sitcom is. Well, it was very... actually Larry David. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Larry David wrote that show. Oh. Wow. So okay. Larry David's new show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. It's not new. It's been out for years. But the show that went after that, after Seinfeld ended. Curb Your Enthusiasm is doing, I would say, just as well. Okay. It's just on Netflix, so there's no talk about, like, oh, ratings. yeah. But, like, you can just get it and watch it anytime cool. you want. Curb Your Enthusiasm is yeah. everywhere. Like, Amazon, it's all over the place. I didn't really know all that. But it, that show, it's basically Seinfeld, but Larry David's now the actor. Okay, good. So Larry David's Seinfeld. Good. So, so it's a whole show so about nothing. Who the fuck is Seinfeld then? <laughs> Who actually is Jerry Seinfeld? Who is Jerry Seinfeld? I don't know. You know, and I bet he's a cool guy. I mean, he seems, he seems nice. But I just, like, would it kill him to do something really, like, outlandish? Like, I want him to tell at least, like, a joke about, like, maybe wearing a diaper mm. and filling it in, yeah. a, in the middle of an Italian restaurant in New York City. Just filling his diaper? Yeah. Or just shitting his pants. He's just shitting him. Why does he Love shit it. his pants? Shit your pants, bro. I would like to see We want to see you and shit your like pants. I would like him to put it into his comedy. Yeah. Please. All right. Thank you. All right. I'm with that. Well, <laughs> that the last note was, uh, why doesn't Jerry Seinfeld just shit his pants? 
And that's all you need to know, folks. Yeah. All right. All right. That's all right with me. That's all right with me. See you later. All right.